Welcome to Trashy Divorces, y'all. Another week. Another 80s spectacular song. Oh my God, hit me with your best shot, Pat, Pat Benatar, Benatar. Who will is just a general all-around badass mm-hmm. of badassery from then to now and throughout every generation of time. Agreed. We love her. The theme song for this week's ep is on the website. I found the best archive video. There are real lighters happening in the crowd. Yes. Of the... Back in the day. Those days? Mm-hmm. Who do we have this week, Stacy? We have wrestling superstars, Alicia. Good Lord, we do. We have giant flaming trash piles of wrestling superstars. So my spreadsheet brain actually missed this one. Mm-hmm. So I would like to give a bit... This is a listener-suggested episode i'd like to give a big shout out to the ap gang consisting of rudy megan amanda and stephanie these gals are making it happen love them it's their favorite thing and alex and eric respective husbands of the ap gang would like to be shouted out as well apparently Uh, this is the family that wrestles together well it's the husband slash listeners like we we have a number of captive male listeners because their wives and girlfriends are listening to the podcast exactly right hello to you we're happy that you are in the next room pretending you're not listening hi hubbies (laughs) big thanks to the ap gang great lineup this week y'all rudy megan amanda stephanie you rock alex and eric hope you're having a good time this weekend and we do okay for you this week, you had Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Uh, Boy, what a decade that guy's had. <laughs> what a few decades yeah. that guy's had. Yeah. And you. Uh, I was this week years old mm-hmm. when I realized that I'm so glad to know this story now and my <sighs> heart will never be the same. I had Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Hmm. The triumph and the tragedy sure. of that story. It, yeah, it's... Mm. It's a much sadder story than mine. Mine is sort of comically trashy. So a little a little disclaimer. If y'all are listening and you're like, I don't care about wrestling, I swear these stories are fantastic. <laughs> if you are not a person who gives a hoot about this lineup, give it a minute. I think you'll find these stories are quintessential Trashy divorces with unexpected surprises. Sure. Okay. Before we get started, right? Let's. Who was in the magic mirror magic this week? Mirror. All right. Thank you for joining us at Patreon.com/slash Trashy Divorces. Joanne O. Pretty in Beantown. Danielle. Joanne W. Tasha S. Alyssa. Jenny. Alana M. Amanda P. Monica F. Brooke K. Teresa M. Deanna. Brandy C. Kit H. Jennifer L. and Caroline J. Y'all rock. Thank you so much for your Patreon support. This week, our new patrons got to hear the Ladies of Elizabeth's Court, Elizabeth the First Court, Part 1, as well as a potential presidential speculative side piece. Speculative side piece. Of the new Faith Advisor to the White House this week. So that was fun. Thank you, everybody, for your support over there on Patreon. I don't know, Stacey, you ready to... Uh, I'm ready to this, rumble. Get, <laughs> get this thing going. <laughs> Let's go, go, go. Oh, Stacy, Are you, you ready? Gotta, Are you ready know. to rumble? <laughs> yes, I'm totally ready to rumble. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. So... As I think we've established over the course of the podcast thus far, the world is full of amazing entertainers whose personal lives are basically just a long line of flaming trash bags. We have found that to be true. Wrestling legend Hulk Hogan indisputably falls into this category. Yeah. Which the last decade plus of his life has put on very public display. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Hulk was born Terry Jean Balia. August 11, 1953. Oh, he's a Leo, baby. Leo, baby. baby and yeah. as will his wife be. No way. Yeah. You yeah. have two of the same sign in yours? Pretty sure. I do, too. Oh. That's so crazy. Oh. Maybe this it's a week is wrestling magic. thing. I don't, I don't know. He grew up in Tampa, Florida, where as a young man, as a child, as a ute, he was a talented pitcher of baseball. Oh. Okay. He played bass guitar in bands in high school and college. What? 
apparently playing in bands, got in the way of college, and he dropped out. Oh. He got into weightlifting in his early 20s. Sure. And I guess, you know, he played in bands that would make sense to people in the wrestling world because he was like a wrestling fan and whatever. He was a young man who lifted weights, probably had a lot of a lot of testosterone-fueled kind of sound. Anyway, after a, after a gig by his band Ruckus. Okay. There were a couple pro wrestlers in the room and they came up to the... The beefy bassist. What? Oh my I just God. did that. They came up to him and were like, hey, bro, I bet you'd be good at wrestling. It was 1976. Oh, my. A star was born. <laughs> not, not exactly. So he spends the next year, like, training, working with a wrestling trainer to... Learn how to wrestle? Learn how to wrestle. Okay. Which, okay, let's just... He could just as well have gone to acting school. I don't know. He may have. <laughs> He may have done both. Maybe both. Why can't mm-hmm. it be both? Mm-hmm. Makes his debut in 77 in Fort Myers. Auspicious. I, again, this, the wrestling world is, is foreign to me, but I, I gather that there were like sort of state circuits. Well, okay. So at that time, you've got local circuits. Mm-hmm. So there's regional sort of acts that are happening in certain locales, but wrestling will not be sort of nationalized yeah. for a little bit longer. Right, and Hulk is instrumental in that happening, it yes, turns out. Yes, he is. Okay, so early on, he plays a character called the Super Destroyer, and this was sort of a stock character that... I just like the way you said it. <laughs> the Super Destroyer. <laughs> okay, so it's like a masked whatever, and other people had played it before him, and other people played it after him. Like, it's just... It's a character. A character okay in a show the super destroyer the super destroyer he would meet vince mcmahon vincent mcmahon senior in sure. 79 or 80 and that's kind of when he became hulk hogan he had an interview at one point where he was beside lou ferrigno who played the incredible hulk right and everyone was marveling at how much bigger hulk like terry was for a while he was like Terry Boulder, and he tag-teamed with somebody that they named themselves the Boulder Brothers. There were a lot of iterations. It took him a minute to find his to yeah. find his gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, when Vince McMahon Jr. bought the business, bought the World Wrestling Federation from his dad in 1982, he was like, hey, Hulk Hogan, you're my new heroic character who will exactly lead right. the business into the promised land. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. So also around this time, 1981, go go back in time, shimmery sounds. Okay. In a Los Angeles restaurant, he met Linda Claridge, who was born August 24th, 1959. Oh, Virgo. Okay. Not a Leo. I was wrong. Cusp. Cusp. So close. Okay. She was a manicurist and a salon owner who had launched her successful business right out of high school. Oh, wow. That's ambitious. Drove a Camaro. Wait, wait, so she has a hair salon business? uh, Nail salon. Oh, nail salon. So Mm -hmm. she's into beauty. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't... Oh, this is going to... Yeah. All our stories fit so so well together. Yeah. And I... Yeah. And I gather her mom had some interior design background. So like, I don't know. I read a little bit of her book and she was very intentional in how she set up her shop it, it was like a victorian theme oh wow yeah so she's a kid going places yeah okay yeah so hulk was traveling pretty constantly with work and at this point in 1981 he had been introduced as a villain character in the american wrestling association circuit the persona didn't work out though because fans really connected to to him like fans loved him sure so he ended up being a hero character anyway like <laughs> They try to make him a villain. It doesn't there's work. There's heels. There's villains. There's baby faces. There's here. Like, wrestling is its own secret little world, man. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. So all the while, you know, as he's kind of building his career, getting hooked up with, with Vince and the WWF, he and Linda are doing a long distance relationship thing. Okay. Talking on the phone every day. Sure. Being young and in love, whatever. They tie the knot on December 18th, 1983. Nice. On December 27, Hulk heads back to the WWF stage in St. Louis 
stepping into the right business with the right boss at exactly the right moment to become a superstar and a cultural touchstone. For sure. Yeah. The birth of cable TV meant that there was ample space for content of all sorts. For sure. And McMahon, I mean, he really is just a marketing genius. He and MTV worked out this sort of soapy crossover storyline, I guess, between Cindy Lauper and WWF manager Lou Albano, who played her father in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. No way! And so, like, MTV starts airing WWF matches, and, like, it's just, yeah. It's a different time. It is a different time, and I've, I didn't, I don't know if I ever knew, but yeah, Cindy Lauper was kind of integral to this strategy. She would frequently be at the, at the matches, at the bouts. Huh. The cards? Is that what they're called? Anyway, wrestling fans, we're sorry. We don't know your world. We're trying. It's been a fascinating week. (laughs) Okay, WrestleMania was dreamed up for 1985 and capitalized on the new pay-per-view option. Nobody knew if it was going to (laughs) work, but but away they went. And sure enough, it was a huge success. And it was won, of course, by WWF fan hero Hulk Hogan. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, first WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan wins. Meanwhile, an animated series called Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling aired on CBS from 85 to 87, growing the young boy demo in oh, his I forgot all about in his fan that. base. Like again, just the timing here could not be more perfect. Like uh, this couldn't have happened 10 years before, and I don't think it would have happened 10 years later. No. Like the Anyway, so yeah, so Hulk called his fans Hulkamaniacs, <laughs> and the phenomenon that was his success was Hulkamania, and his image was so wholesome that his character even introduced three demandments, training, saying your prayers, and taking vitamins. Oh my God. And I am genuinely shocked to note that um, he never marketed vitamins, that Vince McMahon was never like, Hulk. He's not that good of a marketing <laughs> got genius. A, I got an idea here. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's a mismarketing opportunity for sure. Yeah, I guess it was less common back in the early 80s to... You can't corner the Flintstone market. (sighs) Come on. (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the ranch, when he was home, things were working, although it doesn't sound like it was perfect. Hulk and Linda had a daughter, Brooke, in 88. They had a son, Nick, in 1990. They were rich, but Hulk is admitted to anabolic steroid use. And Linda later expressed that she was sometimes afraid of him during the marriage because, I don't know, he's a giant who was strung out on steroids a lot. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Yeah. He's complained that she felt threatened by any friendships that he had with other women and just always assumed that he was cheating. And Funny how wives are like that. Out. That's weird. Hmm. Weird wives that way. When Hulk wasn't in the ring, he was increasingly to be found in front of the camera. He had a small role in Rocky III. Then during the 90s, he did several family comedies like Mr. Nanny and Santa with Muscles. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not Santa sure. Santa with Muscles. Not sure I had ever heard of that even. He had a great agent. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. He, he, yes, that's true. And he's just a showman. He. This is what he He was... Yeah. No, you. if you're in the gimmick, you live the gimmick. Yeah, he was... It is, it is your thing to do. He's going to be in a rock band, or, you know, he was in some rock band. Like, he, this is his thing. It's just... You ready to ruck us? Being on stage. Okay. Yeah. He wow. Just, yeah. There was a brief television series from the makers of Baywatch called Thunder in Paradise. Oh, my God. He was in an episode of Suddenly Susan. No way. Yeah. That Look, is some severe spiderweb shit right there. Brooke Shields. He guest starred in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Like he was kind of everywhere. (laughs) So in 2005, VH1 put the family front and center in the reality show, Hogan Knows Best. You cannot make this shit up. It follows the family through events like Brooke trying to make it in the music business. Just a note to anyone considering bringing a film crew into your home. Don't! (laughs) It's very bad for your marriage. I think this is well documented. And here is yet another instance. By mid-2007, things were bad at the Hogan house. Yikes. I think they made four seasons of this show. You're joking. Well, then they, then they stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like 
by mid-07, like, Linda might not even have been living in the family home. And the show's Probably producers... Probably makes recording a wholesome family they had trouble, programming a little yeah, harder. They, like, the two of them didn't want to do scenes together. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so... Okay. So it turns out that Hulk had a fling, and I am not making this up, with one of Brooke's friends. Nope. Who had helped her make an album the year before. Nope. Her name was Chris. Wait, one of Brooke's friends? The daughter's friends? Yes, the daughter's friends. Jesus, it took me a minute. I'm like, you're not talking about Linda. No, you're I'm not. talking about I'm the, the daughter. Sorry, let me back up. <sighs> During filming of Hogan Knows Best. Oh, sweet Jesus. Hulk Hogan had an affair with one of his daughter's friends. Oh, my God. Her name was Christiane Plant. I think she was in her 30s. I, she was not a teenager. Like, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, she would later spill the beans to the National Enquirer, but that wasn't the only affair. No. Nor no. was dad sleeping with his daughter's friend the trashiest thing that the Hulkster was up to in that time period. Oh, God, there's more? So here is what Christiane had to say, because, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> my relationship with Terry began at a time when Terry and Linda privately knew their marriage was ending. She had left him already, although no official papers had been filed. Having felt the guilt and pain build up, I gave a note to Brooke apologizing for my actions. I will never be able to fully forgive myself for this. I have lost an amazing friend. Well, maybe think about that before you sleep with her dad. Yeah. So if (sighs) if I'm reading this right, that means that Linda found out about the affair most likely from Brooke. Who oh my God. got a note from her best friend saying, so sorry, totally doing it with your dad. No. So nobody, Linda. No, no. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Linda filed Thanks. for divorce in November 07. Christiane. So they were married. Uh, 24 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Christiane went public early the next year. Again, National Enquirer, what is wrong with people? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Brooke, the daughter, was understandably devastated (laughs) and posted on Facebook, When your best friend and one of your closest family members that you have loved unconditionally since your first day on this earth betray you together, you could maybe find it in yourself to forgive one day. Mm -mm. You will never forget the hurt they cause you. Mm. Poor Brooke. Yeah, and this was a really, just a... There was a lot of stress happening on the family in general this year. In August of 07, Nick, who was 17 at the time, was like racing his car with another vehicle and crashed it. And like he was like he was hospitalized overnight, but he was basically okay. But his friend in the vehicle with him suffered significant brain damage. Um, He ended up in jail for a while in 08. Like he pleaded no contact. Like. It was very bad. He'd been drinking and he was underage. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was not good. So, yeah, the family, there's a lot happening. Was, they're going through some tough times. It's a, it's a very, very bad year for not just this family, obviously, but also his friend's family. Um, okay. The divorce was as messy as you would expect. At one point, Linda's lawyer asked for and received an autograph from Hulk Hogan for his kid. And at another point, her lawyer is talking to reporters when Hulk interrupts prompting the lawyer to ask, are you going to wrestle with me here? Are you going to come across the cameras? Oh. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, if Hulk's affair with Brooke's friend wasn't splashy enough for you, Linda began dating a 19-year-old friend of their son, a guy named Charlie Hill. Oh, my God. They were together for, like, the next four years, and I think they were engaged for a while before they finally broke up. And because obviously this happened, Charlie then sued Linda for $1.5 million after they split up, although his case was thrown out. Oh. It's the density of trash cans Pony here. Boy. Is- <laughs> oh, my God. Hulk got hosed in the settlement. Linda, who says she had one good lawyer while he had six bad lawyers, walked away with 70% of their cash, more than $7 million. Wow. A $3 million property settlement from the sale of their home, four luxury vehicles, and a 40% stake in Hulk's companies. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That is a hefty divorce settlement. On the plus side, Hulk did not have to pay her alimony. Oh, all right. Um, So Linda, who moved back to Los Angeles, bought a yacht and named it Alimony. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like Linda's so plucky. She's very plucky. I like her. They're both like super affable. Like I, I get why these people are famous. I, I really do. Like, all right. The divorce technically ended in '09, but these two are just committed to fighting with each other. Oh no! Hulk put out an autobiography, also in 2009, where he claimed he never cheated on Linda. More on that in a second. And in 2011, Linda put out a book called Wrestling the Hulk, where she claimed that he was physically abusive during the marriage uh, and that he uh, had a dalliance uh, uh, uh. with another wrestler. Hulk sued her for defamation, mm. as did Brutus Beefcake, his supposed lover. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Brutus, his lover, Brutus Beefcake? Well, that's, she says. Obviously, both of them deny that. That um, is somebody's handle is Brutus Beefcake? Yeah, he... Love it. Started, um... <laughs> like, I think... I think Hulk taught him how to lift weights back when they were... Betty did. And so... <laughs> anyway, I assume that these cases were settled out of court. Uh, I couldn't really find reporting on it because in the spring of 2012, what would become an extremely consequential sex tape was leaked online uh, and began circulating. Yeah, it did. It's a 30-minute long video of Hulk having sex with the wife of his best friend, yep. Todd Clem, better known as Bubba the Love Sponge. This was part of a, this was a Patreon episode not too long ago. We did cover on Peter, trashy politics. Peter Thiel's War on Gawker, there which we go. this was the conclusion of. The recording was apparently a setup, yeah. as Clem is heard to say, on it telling his wife heather if we ever need to retire here's our ticket and then heather takes hulk into a bedroom now hulk did not know he was being filmed though that's the that's the yeah horrible part yeah and, and clearly they planned to extort him okay it was recorded in 2006 meaning that his 2009 claims about i, I never, never cheated. cheated yeah not, not exactly true in October, someone anonymously mailed the website Gawker.com, the tabloidy news website, a copy of the video, and an editor at, at Gawker, A.J. Delorio, maybe, created a two-minute extract of this 30-minute video and then published it to Gawker under the headline, Even for a minute, watching Hulk Hogan have sex in a canopy bed is not safe for work, but watch it anyway. <laughs> I didn't know it was a canopy bed. That changes my entire visual. <laughs> okay, so this is October. Hulk had already sued Bubba the Love Sponge and reached a settlement with him that included an apology. He would go on then to sue the website Gawker with a little help from a secretive billionaire who'd hated the site ever since it outed him as gay back in the early 2000s. While the case was pending, another snippet of the tape leaked out. Hogan thinks Gawker selectively kind of sent it over to the Inquirer and Radar Online. Ooh. So these were very damaging because it was just this absolutely racist tirade about the prospect of Brooke dating a black man. And like, yeah, this is a conversation he's having with his best friend's wife that he just slept with. Um, so I'm a just blatant adulterer and I'm also a racist? Mm-hmm. I have fucked my daughter's best friend, and now I'm in a canopy. Well, that bed would come later. You too. That that would happen later. Got the it. daughter's best friend would be later. Fine one to talk, Lucille. Right now, it's his best friend's wife. Unbelievable. The Clems apparently swang. Swung. The Clems were a little open in their marriage, which is fine. Which is fine. You just need to let the person you're being open with know there's a video camera or in the fucking bedroom. There shouldn't be a video camera in the yeah. Yikes. Okay, so I am not going to quote from this tirade, but suffice it to say Hulk Hogan is super racist. WWE fired him. <gasps> really? Im because of this? Immediately. Whoa. And then they scrubbed all mention of him from the website, related media, like his his items in the store online went away. Like, he was removed from the Hall of Fame. All right. So, yeah. So, he professional consequences abound. Fantastic. Yeah. That's probably appropriate. Later, it comes out that he'd also used homophobic language oh, on the tape. There were other instances of Hulk saying racist stuff that emerged. Like, it was not a great 
So not such a wholesome American hero after all, huh? No, he apologized profusely. And like, I guess the best we can hope for is that he took a good hard look at himself and and decided that he could do better and be better. And let's hope that, I don't know. Anyway, um, all was forgiven in 2018 when wrestling came up with some kind of arc of redemption plot for him and re-embraced Hulk Hogan, oh. brought him back into the fold, reinstalled him in the Hall of Fame, oh God, etc. But that lawsuit, funded by Peter Thiel, continued on. And in 2016, it did bring about the end of Gawker. Gawker and its owner, Nick Denton, were ordered to pay Hulk $140 million. million. That's fucking insane. In compensatory damages and for infliction of emotional distress. Gawker would eventually reach a settlement with Hulk that gave him $31 million, And Gawker is no longer a functioning company. Uh, you know who was thoroughly pissed about every piece of this? Alimony. Yeah, Yeah, Alimony. First of all, she had to deal with the fact that there was a video of her ex-husband caught in the act of cheating on her during their marriage. Unbelievable. Going around. Mm Yeah. Then the racist tirade that got him scrubbed from the wrestling world meant that the 40% stake she had in his business ventures was pretty useless. And finally, she had to accept the fact that Hulk Hogan was awarded $140 million for being outed as the scumbag that he very clearly was. She was just like, why is he getting rewarded for bad behavior? Like, Yeah, it, that's a mm-hmm. fair point, Linda. That's a fair point. Yeah. So the bad blood between these two is never ending. Uh, in January of this year. Oh, my again, God. They've been divorced since 2009. years, yeah. Hulk remarried in 2010. Oh. Okay. January okay. of this year, Hulk drags Linda back into court to try to stop her from examining the accounts of his business ventures. Oh, God. Because she insists that he's cooking the books and hiding money and all of that. So that great lawyer that she had. Right. She still has that oh, great yeah, lawyer. Yeah, I think you keep that lawyer on retainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was able to successfully make the case that in the Gawker lawsuit, it was the brand Hulk Hogan that was injured <sighs> and that was compensated and that Linda owns 40% of. So... Did Linda get 40% of the $31 million? Well, in theory, I think the argument here is that he's been hiding a lot of money from her. Wow. But yeah, this amounts to millions of dollars that she is entitled to. So in September, again, of 2019, another judge was like, Hulk Hogan, you're a dick and your stonewalling has cost your wife $180,000 in unnecessary legal fees. Wow. Pay up. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the judge found that his tactics had resulted in, quote, the vast escalation of fees and costs. It is a divorce that just won't end. They were married for 24 years and have now been divorced for 10. She's 60. He's 66. And they will apparently be fighting each other in court until they're both dead. (sighs) Wow. Hulk and Linda really seem like celebrities for our times. Which is not really a compliment, but, you know, uh, they're both super affable and interesting on their own. But the late stage portion of their marriage, the divorce, and the years since are a mountain of trash cans. I hereby award the Balias 140 million trash cans. That is fair. For their trashy, trashy divorce. That was amazing. Really well done. Okay. You think so? 140 million trash cans. Yeah. Seems right. I mean, they could probably negotiate that down to 31 million trash cans with us, but... Don't fuck your kid's best friend! No, no, both of you! Both of you! Oh, God. (laughs) Lots of life lessons. So many life lessons there. Wrapped up on the ring in that story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. Come back with more sad trash, sad trash. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. 
We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you <laughs> listen to podcasts on. Yeah, podcasts, your, podcasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Alicia. Oh, I got a story. Who are you bringing into the ring today? I didn't know about (laughs) this story. And now I do. Hmm. Thanks to the AP gang and their hubbies. Hmm. I don't, I, I am happier that I know this whole tragedy and the train wreck of Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth now. Okay. My world will never be the same. Like, it just won't. Randy Savage, macho man. Sure. He's loud and colorful and intense, and he brings, like, brute force. And Miss Elizabeth, she's the first lady of wrestling. Hmm. Like, she is an icon and role model for so many women. She is sweet and gentle and classy and kind and, like, 100% loyal AF and, like, brings the feeling where Randy's just brute macho. Here's... Elizabeth just in this well of kindness. Their romance is going to capture the hearts of millions and millions around the world. And they are playing out on the wrestling ring a fictional love story that is in the middle of their real life marriage. This is the craziest story you've ever heard. Interesting. Randy. Randy Poffa. Randall. Born November 15th, 1952. He's a Scorpio baby. Wrestling is in his blood. His dad, Angelo Poffo, is a legendary wrestler. And his brother, Lanny, is a wrestler too. And like, even Angelo owns one of those local kind of regional companies, the ICW or something. Right, right. It's a family business. And... Of course. This is like Marshall and his brothers and How I Met Your Mother. This is, of course, what Randy's going to do. Like, he plays baseball for a little while, like Hulk. And then he's like, nope, it's going to be wrestling. And holy cats, like, Randy is going to make a bigger impact than his father or brother could have ever dreamed of in the wrestling world. Okay. Elizabeth Houlette is born in Frankfort, Kentucky. Her dad skips out on she and her mom and her brother early. Money's scarce. It's kind of a hard scrabble life. She does get a degree in communications from the University of Kentucky. Go Wildcats. (laughs) But hold up, because I would be really remiss if I did not talk about astrology this week. Elizabeth is born November 19th, 1960. Two Scorpio babies. Like, this is going to be great or terrible. Let's talk about two Scorpios together. When two Scorpios make a love match, it is a... Intense passion. They are obsessed with one another. They will move forward with everything at an accelerated pace. There's no, sometimes foolishly accelerated. These two are steamy, steamy. And when it's good, it's really, really good. But when it's bad, it's just as steamy that way. Like this is either going to be the best relationship that ever happened or a world of destruction for both involved. In the case of our couple today, it's actually both. So let's get to it. Cool. Our two lovebirds meet in the late 70s. Elizabeth is working a gig at a gym that Randy works out into. She's on the early shift at like 6 a.m. And Randy rumbles on in to work out. And there's this sweet, pretty brunette girl next door. There's Elizabeth working the front desk. And here's Randy. And he takes off his glasses. You see, like, the sun rising in the background. And he (laughs) takes off his glasses. And she says, oh, my, your eyes are so red. And Randy responds, you should see him from this side. (laughs) And her love affair is on. Uh, Yeah. Randy's instantly smitten. It takes Elizabeth a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. apparently. But it's a love affair. And in December 1984... They are getting married in Elizabeth's mama's living room. Okay. Randy wants to elope, but mama is having none of that. So they're going to have a proper ceremony, even if it's in my living room. 
This is about six months before Randy's debut with the WWF. It's okay. 1984. He is billing himself as the top free agent in pro wrestling. He will sign with Vince McMahon, and it's on. And Vince, right, is taking wrestling to a whole new level. And Randy wants to be there with him. Vince already has Hulk. We're moving away from these local regional things to this nationwide. We're about to break. And there's Randy, Macho Man Savage. All right. So where's the story? What's the drama? Randy's on. It's great and all. But it's wrestling. And it's soap opera for boys. So we need to make some drama. And Vince wants to pair Randy up with like a a model to be his manager or valet. And Randy's like, no, dude, I got this. I'm bringing my wife and her Miss Elizabeth. Fans don't know they're married. This is kept largely a secret. I'm certain that if you're in the know, right. you know, but it is largely but, but kept a secret from audiences. Right. Their characters were not married. Correct. Yeah. So here's Randy and there's Vince in the stands and I'm going to introduce my new manager and out pops Miss Elizabeth from the wings gliding like a movie star and getting her that way. Randy makes her climb in and out of the ring hundreds of times in dresses to make sure she's not exposing anything. She shouldn't. He's very protective of her and Mm, protective or controlling. Hmm. So like very protective of her in a sweet way until it gets kind of creepy. But this is their gimmick. This is their shtick. He is intense and macho and mean. And she is demure and kind and just an angel. But the game's afoot. And Randy's hot stuff. And he's wild, savage, macho, crazy pants. And there's Elizabeth. Sweet and angelic and calm and wonderful. And she just adores Randy. Okay. This is the act that everyone sees on stage. For the cameras... Randy's mean as hell to her. He browbeats her. He just slings verbal and emotional abuse at her. And she just sucks it up. And it makes the fans hate him. Okay. Well, that's good anyway. He's the heel. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm hoping this isn't like a verbal abuse fantasy that they're playing out for their audience. Okay. That makes him a bad guy. It makes him just utterly the bad guy. And fans hate him. And now are like... Oh, Miss Elizabeth, I love her. They feel for her. But there's also the, oh, honey, you need to be done with that man. Why are you still sticking by him? Like, But her loyalty is 100%. She loves her man. And the audience, because of this, right, infers that Randy's really mistreating her. So, like, Miss Elizabeth is the heart of his whole routine. Mm -hmm. This is on stage. Off stage. Elizabeth is still a wife touring with a bunch of amped up fucking men being bad all the time. Right. They give each other haircuts when they're asleep. They poop in each other's suitcases. They like, not poison, but like do weird things to each other's food. There's boys acting like stupid boys. Right, right. Tricks are played all the time. And naturally, like, Randy wants to keep her out of this nonsense. Like, boys will be boys, but... This is my wife. So Randy locks her up in the dressing room until it's time for her to come out. Just, yeah, just keeps her there and threatens everyone. Don't look at Miss Elizabeth. Don't even look at her. (laughs) Well, and this is like art imitating life, life imitating art, because Mm -hmm. Randy is a hundred percent committed to his gimmick to where I think even though he's playing a character, at some point the character may take over with how he's running his I'm living in reality now lines and not in an arena. So there's something to like what happens in the arena, but every night Elizabeth is coming back just like every other wrestling wife to the hotel and scrubbing blood off his boots in the tub like every other wife is doing. But unlike every other wife, Elizabeth is... Shit, I got to worry about my dress for tomorrow and get my shit. I'm not just taking care of you. This is my career, too. And I need to know my lines. And what do I need to worry about today? Like, 
She's just as much part of the show, but I would imagine this is kind of a lonely life, being locked away until it's your time to come out. You think? Onto the ring and play your part. But one night, Randy (laughs) heads on down to Hulk Hogan's dressing room. Okay. And knocks on the door, and his wife Linda's there, and he's like, Hey, Linda, Elizabeth needs help with her hair. Can you come help? Oh, my God. So... She does. Yeah. And Linda hops in and a friendship between Elizabeth and Linda is born. Cool. Let me just tease your hair on up and where do you live? And I live here. And they live close to each other. (laughs) Locked away in a tower. Right? (laughs) Like Randy likes me. shop together. They hang out at the beach. Like Mm -hmm. Elizabeth gets a friend who understands. Right. The lifestyle. Her wacky ass life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's all good. And the drama plays out on the stage all the time and. Like, Randy and his thing are catching on. So how do we spice up this storyline? There's always a storyline. Yeah. You really do have to suspend disbelief. Okay. So 1987. We have a great idea. Let's pair Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan together. Oh, so like a hero-villain matchup. Oh, no. They're, now they're not going to fight each other anymore. They're bros. Right, right. They're but teammates. I mean, was he still... Was, was the Macho Man still a bad guy in the pantheon at that time it's very it was very complicated reading about the years of the way the storylines play out okay so yeah so they're putting a hero and a villain together kind of kind of uh they've got two of the biggest names in wrestling and they're gonna make a partnership that's gonna kick everybody else's ass right it's madness and mania together i don't think randy savage was ever really like the bad guy He's just fucking crazy. Gotcha. Like, okay. he's just intense and crazy and, like, paranoid. And so sure. he's more crazy. I don't know if he's mean. And you've got Elizabeth being devoted. Anyway. Yeah. I, reading about this, like, the... Because they were matched against a team with Andre the Giant mm-hmm. on it. And the characters, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, were, like, deep enemies, apparently. But... Oh, hold on. In, we're gonna... Yeah, Andre went to Hulk's wedding. Like, they were good friends in real life. Okay. Okay. So Hulk mania. He's yeah. the mania. Yep. Randy's the madness. Okay. Madness and mania together. This bill happens in SummerSlam 1988. Okay. And Miss Elizabeth is the manager for the both of them. And it's all glory and wins. That's going to get boring after a while. So what's the new plot line? Let's turn Hulk and Randy on each other over the girl. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So one night, Randy lifts Elizabeth up and Hulk reaches his hand out to steady her and it lands on Elizabeth's butt and lingers just a little too long and it starts. Now, the thing with Randy, although he's playing a gimmick, he really 100% committed to his gimmick and he like doesn't let it rest. He's always in character. And now Randy is straight up acting like raving lunatic and Hulk and his New lines, like he's singing My Best Friend's Girl, right? And the fans love it. So there's this match in 89 that happens after. And this is, I think, the one with the mega powers. That's how yeah, yeah. Hogan and Randy build themselves. They're right. the mega powers, and they're against the mega bucks, right. which is Andre the Giant mm-hmm. and his partner. Okay, in this match, Miss Elizabeth is hit and falls from the ring, and Hulk jumps out of the ring and carries her into medical. Like, mid-fight? He just... Yeah. And, right, so this is totally validating. My best friend's mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. And Randy's still fighting. And there's Hulk praying over Miss Elizabeth's bedside while she's getting medical treatment. And Randy comes in, like, of course it's all true. And soap opera for fucking boys. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, Jesus. By, like, 1990, Elizabeth is like, I need a little time off the road. This is too much for me. I'm kind of feeling smothered. I need some friends and some socialization. But hold on. Elizabeth's at home, but when Randy's out of town, he'll go buy Hungry Man TV dinners for every night he'll be gone so she never has to leave to go to the store. Don't leave the house. Okay. Okay. So now Randy Locked up in her tower. Yeah, locked up in her tower. So now Randy is paired with Sensational Sherry, okay. who was his new manager. And she's a female wrestler. She can totally hold her own. Like, behind, like she's allowed to come out of the dressing room because she can hold her own with all of these amped up testosterone well, and she's, each other's luggage. She's not his wife. Right. Yeah. 
But, okay, so here's the storyline. It all starts going haywire, okay? Because one night in a match, Randy loses, and Sherry starts beating Randy up, okay? But Elizabeth's in the stands, and here comes oh Elizabeth my God. out of the stands and off the onto the stage to fight sensational Sherry oh. and fight for her man. My God. Seriously, grown men are openly weeping <laughs> in the arena. <laughs> Tears. Just straight on, the crowd goes wild, and grown men just crying buckets, and Elizabeth and her devoted love, and ah, this is a reliable storyline. Everybody's nuts. Miss Elizabeth's back. Okay. Sure. So now let's ratchet up the plot line. Oh my God. A hundred notches. Because in the next match, what happens? Randy proposes to Elizabeth, and again, The crowd goes wild, open, weeping in the stands. (laughs) Doesn't matter. They're already married. Oh, sure, sure. This is the script and whoa, baby, right? Totally works. So the next match in August of 1991, there's Miss Elizabeth and Randy and they're getting married in the center ring. And again, grown men openly weeping about this love story and it's everything that everybody's ever wanted for Miss Elizabeth and Randy. And it's, uh, it's, it's everything we've dreamed of. And it goes great for like 20 minutes <laughs> until the reception happens. Next scene. Okay. Yeah. And in that scene, a 15-foot King Cobra snake pops out of the wedding cake. And now Randy has a new feud with whoever... Put the snake in the cake. King Cobra Snake Man is. Okay. Yeah, I forget okay. his name. Okay. So it's hard to keep up with the storylines. Yeah. There's a lot of drama going that's, on. That's, that's But what I want you to know, we're here for the trashy divorces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their wedding in 91 is the beginning of the end for them. Uh, okay. Their fake wedding in 91 their, their is fake wedding. the end of their real marriage? Correct. Okay. So how does it all go bad for our star-crossed Scorpios? Okay. After the wedding, it's probably like end of 91, 92. Turns out, old Hulk is filming one of those movies down in Miami. And one day, Elizabeth calls her friend Linda, his wife, and is like, Hey, when are you coming back home? I'm kind of bored. Can I come to Miami and help you with the kids? I'll come hang out. I need a break. We'll hang at the pool. It'll be awesome. Randy agrees. But only if she's going to be going there to help. (sighs) Okay, so off Elizabeth goes. Sure. And it's fine for a few days, but one night, Linda... Goes to Elizabeth's store for dinner. And Elizabeth doesn't answer. Nobody knows where Elizabeth is. So the next day, Linda sees Elizabeth at the pool. And she's like, hey, Liz, where were you? And Elizabeth's like, oh, well, I met this really nice gentleman. And it turns out he has an extra room at her, his place. Uh, so I'm just going to be staying with him. Oh. And. Uh, wow. Yeah. So Elizabeth. Off. She's about to get back. Made her escape, I guess. Because Randy's calling. Yeah. Hulk and Linda. I'm sure. Where's Elizabeth? Yeah. She's not returning my calls. She's like, Randy's getting a little panicky. Yeah. And this goes on for a little while. And Linda is every time like, I don't know where she is, yeah. man. Dude, she got tired of the TV dinners, okay? And Randy's like, I'll see you in three hours. Because Randy's getting on a plane and right. coming the fuck to Miami. And sure enough, three hours later, guns blazing. Bus and Randy. Where's Elizabeth? I, I I don't know. Yeah. Randy. Who was she with last? He poor Linda. Like <laughs> should alimony. You get it all. So Randy's like, you sit in that chair. You don't move from that chair. What? Don't you smarten her up. What? Linda's freaking out. She's like, I've never seen Randy like this. Yeah. Like this was I I don't even like I've known him for a long time. This was like nothing I'd ever seen. So Randy and Terry Hulk out the door and Linda's like, I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I sure as hell knew I wasn't getting out of that chair. Just going (laughs) to sit in that chair. I'm not moving. Wow. So Randy does find Elizabeth, drives her home. There is no more hanging out with Linda. Oh, yeah. Randy thinks Hulk is taking Liz's side. So it's kind of the beginning of the end for Hulk and Randy, too. 
Randy thinks Hulk had something to do with it. And Hulk's like, I'm on a movie set. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not responsible for this. But whatever that taste was, it's a newfound freedom for Elizabeth. I was going to say that taste mm-hmm. of freedom. <laughs> yeah. So like five or six weeks later, Linda is back in Tampa or wherever. She's in her kitchen and the phone rings and it's Elizabeth. Hey, girl, like I haven't, haven't I've been forbidden to talk to you. I'm still sitting in that chair. Right. Um, <laughs> what's up? And Elizabeth says, I left Randy. And she's at a payphone. Linda's like, oh, my God, how can I help? Yeah. Like, I need to talk some sense into this girl. What is she doing? And Elizabeth's like, I'm halfway to Miami. I met some people. I have a place to stay. Don't tell Randy. I'm going to be fine. So Elizabeth has this red Cadillac convertible. And Linda's so cute. Like, she really is plucky. When Linda describes this, she's like, I imagine her like a country music video. Yeah. There's two suitcases in the back and the wind going through her hair. And she is free and relieved and put on the gas. Mm -hmm. Linda says he wasn't. Like, doing all of his control thing out of meanness, it was protectiveness. But after seven years, Elizabeth has had enough of the suppression. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. divorced in 1992. Okay. Marriage lasts seven years. This is kind of the end of our two Scorpio lovebirds. Randy and Miss Elizabeth have run their course, and the world of wrestling will be better for it. Does this end her role... Oh, no. As a character? Okay. No, it doesn't. Because hold on. When Randy signs with WCW and Ted Turner, he is still protective and loves Elizabeth. And he's like, hey, Liz, I got you this job. You can come on back to WCW. They're going to pay you $250,000 a year. Like they divorce. And once I think they shifted all the feelings out, they get along okay. Okay. She likes Randy's new girlfriend. He gets her the next gig. Like, they're still very um, Fr- friendly and, to yeah. one another. Okay. Did they have children? No. No okay. kids. Okay. Story's not over, right? So, Randy gets Elizabeth a new gig. Like, she's had a little bit of time off. And she does come on back, but she's changed. She's not demure and kind and sweet anymore. She's a little raunchy. She's a little sassy. She talks more. Uh, the outfit's a little bit more revealing. The hair's a little sleeker. Um, she's tough girl. She's tough girl now. Okay. She's seen some things. Well, she isn't the little, you know, subservient darling. She knows people in Miami. (laughs) Everybody's got a cousin in Miami. Okay. So Elizabeth has grown up a little and, uh, she's also stepping out with another wrestler named Lex Luger, who is married too with kids. So that's great. Oh, also Elizabeth is married as well. She remarried to a attorney in 1997. They're done by 1999 as she's head over heels in love with Lex. Okay. It's, uh, oh my God. Confusing. Okay. She and Lex are carrying on a not so secret affair and lining up their dalliances and it's, it's bad. So they're carrying on. There's so much trash. Lex is building Elizabeth a home. He's, Started construction on a second home for Elizabeth. His wife doesn't know anything about. Yikes. Well, his wife finds out and uh, so much yikes. His wife files for divorce and Lex and Elizabeth are going to be together for like the next four years. This is all bad because they're really getting strung out on pills and alcohol Uh, and both falling into a very large addiction hole. Yeah. All of these wrestlers even though wrestling is scripted, um, it is incredibly physical. All of these guys are physically broken. So yeah, lots of pain pills floating around, I would imagine. So in April of 2003, there is a domestic violence call Mm. from their home. And legit, we're here for the trashy divorce of Randy and Elizabeth, but I'm going to get into all of this on Trashy Tidbits this week because I'm Soup. I have a lot to say about the story. Okay. But in this domestic violence call, Elizabeth has two black eyes. Elizabeth is beaten up and Lex is charged. And charges are dropped later. But three weeks later, on May the 1st, there's another early morning phone call to 911. And Elizabeth is in medical peril 
and dies at the age of 42 from an overdose. Yikes. Lex is in trouble about this, too, because when the police come to investigate the death, they find over 1,700 pills in his home. Wow. And a shit ton of other drugs. So he's got some charges that he needs to deal with. Again, trashy tidbits this week. I'll give you all the details on that. 1,700 mm-hmm. pills? Oh, my God. So this is ter- I, this is terribly sad. So Miss Elizabeth, first lady of the wrestling world, dead at 42. So sad. So what happens to Randy? Randy's still doing his thing. Here's something fun. Where Hulk Hogan is apparently a flaming racist. <laughs> Randy Savage really likes hip-hop. It okay. actually uses a bunch of popular hip-hop artists in his shtick, as well as records a hip-hop song. Okay. Yeah, so super cool. All right. Um, Randy's still doing his thing seven years after Elizabeth's death. Randy remarries. And this is a sweet story. He remarries his high school sweetheart. So the girl that he was in love with many moons ago, they reunite May of 2010. They get married. He's retired from wrestling. He's settling down. He looks just truly happy. And he's out of life in the ring and in love with his new wife. And he's devoting his time to the Special Olympics. Apparently, Randy Savage always really likes and supports and will always take time for kids. Okay. Okay. And it goes great for like a year until May of 2011. When Randy suffers a heart attack behind the wheel as he's driving his car and crashes the car with his wife in the car and himself into a tree and is dead at the age of 58. What? Mm-hmm. Sad story. Did the wife? She's injured, but she Okay, recovers. she survived. Okay. Well, but I mean, that's terrible, but. He is, um, he passes away at the age of 58. It's a sad story. I didn't know. Yeah, that's. Wow. How utterly tragic and sad and heartwarming, oddly. Like, I got sucked into the soap opera. Yeah. I was openly crying at my desk. Oh, my like, God. I, I get it. Thanks to the AP gang on this one and their hubbies, it is so easy to see how you get sucked in because it's a soapy soap opera. Mm-hmm. But this time with some real life consequences. Yeah. Trash cans? I don't know. Two wounded Scorpios? I don't even have anything smart ass to say. It's fairly trashy. I don't know. Like for their personal relationship, I'm going like four pretty solid, but as a storyline, it's a whole arena full of macho trash can filled trash cans with bloody boots and crying fans (laughs) over the best love story ever told in the world of wrestling. All right. Yeah. Okay. Miss Elizabeth is and will always be the first lady of wrestling. And it appears Randy was lucky to have that love for as long as he did. People really say she was not different. What you saw on screen is what you got behind their screen. Like she is. Miss Elizabeth apparently is a angel. So that's the trashy divorce of Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Yikes. I didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's a, that is a sad story. I didn't know I would care as much as I do now. So again, AP gang, how'd we do? Let us know. Send us any bits we may have missed and we'll get them into trashy tidbits on Thursday on Patreon this week. And, uh, oh yeah, Ladies of Elizabeth's Court Part 2 is coming up Tuesday and Stacey, you have a side piece Wednesday. Yep. Hit me with your best shot. That's another week of trashy divorces. (laughs) As always, thank you everyone for letting us entertain your ears for another week. You rock. A little tickle in the earbuds. Better than a smackdown in the ring, man. This week was tough. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Keep it trashy. Yeah. Until next week. Keep it trashy, friends. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us. Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. 
Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.